I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother, uh, my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and today my co-host is, and returning to the Live Better Longer podcast, Fox Occupational Therapist, Katie Cooper. Katie, welcome back. Thank you. So glad to be here. You're like the official life coach of the Live Better Longer podcast. I think we should make it official. Yes. The health coach, yes. Let's make it official. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fox Occupational Therapist and Health Coach of the Live Better Longer podcast, Katie Cooper. I like that. I love today's topic. We are going to talk about healthy snacks for a busy clinician. Yep. Super important. Healthy snacks, not unhealthy snacks, in a busy clinician. Right. Yep. Uh, All right. Patient to patient, in the car, all day long. Yes. So does this include meals or are we just talking snacks? Because I would think the meals are pillars and then you would have snacks in between. Absolutely. Meals are super important and especially breakfast to get the day going and then taking time for a real lunch in the middle of your day to keep you fueled to get you to that four or five o'clock whenever you end your day and keep you going is so important. Okay. So should we start with meals? Should we yeah, start, let's with, start with meals? Let's, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming we start with breakfast. Absolutely. Super important. Where does, important where does Katie Cooper day. stand on breakfast? Because breakfast. I've heard you're supposed to go big for breakfast mm-hmm. and go lighter as the day goes on. Is this true? I agree with that. That's what works for me. And breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I would eat breakfast three meals in the day if I could. (laughs) I personally like to mix it up. I don't like to stick with the same routine. So some days it might be eggs um, with some berries and maybe a piece of toast or piece of bacon. Other days I like granola and almond milk, something with a lot of protein, healthy fat, and some like, you know, veggies or fruit to kind of sustain the carbohydrates. Just a real well-balanced meal. I don't like things with a lot of sugar or, you know, just a pancake with syrup. That is going to get digested really fast. You're going to get a a sugar high and then you're going to crash. And by 10 a.m., you're going to be needing a snack. I like to have a breakfast where I don't need to eat till lunch again. Oh, okay. What about donuts? (laughs) Are donuts bad? Or like if you did have a donut, could you compensate somehow? Yeah. If you ate some berries with the donuts or something? Yeah, I would pair it with um, a protein so that you're sustained a little bit longer. So maybe some scrambled eggs or, um, you know, a protein shake, something like that. And that's only if you have to do that donut. (laughs) If you have to do that. If you have to do. All right. So we've had a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Now you get in your car and you're starting to treat different patients. Yep. Tell us about snacks 
Can we wait? Are we waiting until lunch or is there a snack in between? You don't have, it's, it, everyone's different. So really, if you're hungry, you don't want to like starve yourself until lunch because then you're, you're not going to be thinking well, you're not going to be on your A game with your patients. All you're going to be thinking about is that meal. And I don't like to be in that state. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, right? You get hangry. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I like to have snacks that can live in my car without necessarily a cooler. You know, maybe I have like mixed nuts or a granola bar, fruit that I can just pick up and eat while I'm driving. Even like hard boiled eggs. If I do bring like a lunchbox with a nice cooler in it, I'll have hard boiled eggs in there, granola, things that you can just like pop in your mouth as you're driving. Cause that's what a lot of us are doing. So all this, all the snacks that you mentioned, what do they mm-hmm. do for you between breakfast and lunch? Right. So they're going to give you protein and healthy fats that are going to kind of sustain you until lunch. They're going to give you nutrients to keep you going, but not give you that quick crash. Um, so the sugary things, the, the high carbohydrate, like the bread, the potato chips, candy, those things, while they're delicious, um, (laughs) and I enjoy them myself, they're not going to keep you going. They're not going to give you your brain the nutrients to kind of think straight and and be on on task. Is it easy to eat healthy snacks? I think it's getting a lot easier. Once you get into the routine and habit of things? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is meal planning and just planning ahead. So my downfall is when I don't have a snack in the car and I have to stop somewhere and then maybe I'm reaching for the donut or the potato chips. But if I plan ahead and I have things on hand, I'm more likely to eat those. And then I also feel better, physically feel better. And I also feel better about my choices. So it just Like I like to kind of sit down before my week starts and plan out what are my breakfasts going to be, my lunches and my snacks to get me through the week. And, you know, I do it for my kids. So why don't I do it for myself? You know, we have to take care of our our own bodies. Yes. Yeah. So So how how hard is it to plan out? I don't think it's too hard once you get in the habit and you find the things you like. So you can go to Costco and pick out like bulk mixed nuts in little prepackaged containers that are healthier than some of the other items you could pick up there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get the the granola bars, the fig bars, the things like that in bulk and just have them and grab them and throw them in your car. The fruit, if you cut it up and have it ready to go or bananas, you don't have to do anything. You just grab them and go. You can peel them in the car. Um, things like that that are easy to grab. The other thing is if you do have to stop, Maybe you're stopping for lunch or grabbing a snack. There are a lot more healthier options out there. You just have to kind of think about it and plan ahead. So if I know I'm going to buy lunch, I might choose like the Chipotle or Moe's where I can build my own bowl Mm -hmm. and add or not add certain things to it. Or I might go to Panera where I can get a nice salad instead of a burger at McDonald's. You know, the other thing is if you're going to like a stopping at like a convenience store, they do have a lot of healthier options. Now you can get yogurt, you can get a soup, you can get hard boiled eggs. You don't have to go for those traditional, like unhealthy snacks. Now they have more options. So Katie, here's my problem. I can get on a little bit of a regimen for a week or two. I'm like, all Mm -hmm. right, I've got my nuts. I got my granola. I got my fruit. And then I get bored. 
I'm like, yeah. ah, like this again. So how do you keep things exciting and interesting? Yeah, I like to kind of live in the season. So, you know, when when it's out of season, I might not try it and go out of my way to find it. So that when something is in season, I like crave it and I want it. So like, you know, summer. So all the beautiful fruits and salads and veggies, like I just try and load up on nice salads, um, lots of fresh fruit. And that's kind of where I live in the summer. But in the winter time, when that's not as available, I love like warming items. So I love soup. And I have been known to put like a blended soup in a thermos and drink it. In between patients. Yes. And I have a great healthy lunch, but I don't necessarily have to sit down and eat it with a spoon, you know? So like you can, you can maximize what's available and like, you know, go for what's available that time of year to make it more exciting and more interesting. And if you're going to be bad and you're going to cheat, when is the best time or best day to do it? Hmm. Not that I would advocate this. <laughs> That's a good question. But if you had to. Well, I, or, you yeah, know, I like would... sometimes it's someone's birthday and they, they no, bring out the yeah. afternoon birthday cake. Okay. Okay. I would reframe it. I would not say you're cheating or being bad because then you're shaming yourself. You're That's why you're skill. the health coach. <laughs> I live by like the 80-20 rule, which I think we talked about last time. We did. I was on the podcast. So it's not that I'm cheating. It's not that I'm being bad. It's just, I'm enjoying life. And so if my patient's having a birthday and they want me to have a piece of cake and I want that piece of cake, I'm going to have, it. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I might not feel great after all the sugar and I might have to do something to mitigate that, but I'm not going to feel guilty about having that piece of cake. Okay. So I, if you're gonna, if you're going to eat the sugar though, I would do it earlier in the day and make sure that you're pairing it with some protein, healthy fats so that it slows down the digestion of that sugar so that you're not getting that crash. All right. So let's say you have afternoon cake. What's a protein that you could pair with that? Um, I would have maybe some, a handful of nuts or a hard boiled egg, some avocado with some salt on it, you know, like just, just add some nutrients to it that's just going to slow down okay. the digestion. So this this is my highlighted question. <laughs> you could like change my life if you give the, the right answer to this. For whatever reason, 2.30, I just go into a slump. Mm -hmm. My energy dips and from like 2.30 to like 3.45, I wouldn't say I'm worthless, but I'm not as energetic I'm not as sharp. And it, it's been like that for most of my life. So how do I avoid that 2.30 slump? Or what how do I get eating? some energy? Yeah. Well, what are you eating for, for lunch? See, what I do, I usually don't do snacks. I just usually do three meals a day, breakfast, mm -hmm. lunch, and dinner. So lunch is usually leftovers. So mm -hmm. a sandwich, if I had burritos last night for dinner, I'll have a burrito for lunch. If I had pasta for dinner, I'll have pasta for lunch. So just sort of like a, a doable portion of what mm -hmm. I whatever I had the night before. So I would think about how much carbohydrates you have in that lunch, like burritos. There's the tortilla. You have the bread in the sandwich, the pasta. So if you're having a lot of carbo, like those simple carbohydrates, like the pasta, the breads, maybe making sure that you're minimizing that portion of the, the meal and maximizing more protein, adding more vegetables, more fruit into it. That's going to kind of slow down 
the hit of the sugar from the bread and the carbohydrates. And then I would think about trying to incorporate some movement around that 2.30 time, like getting up and moving. Maybe you need like a little change in pace at that time of day. So prior to 2.30 or at 2.30, like right when I feel it hitting? Maybe a little before, like maybe you try and like stop it from happening, you know, where you're, (laughs) you're, you're changing your position, your location and your, in your environment so that you're, you're up and moving. Okay. I would look at that. And then as far as snacks, I would, I would look at like nuts, maybe some granola, maybe even a protein drink that, you know, when, when would I have that? To prevent the 230 slump. I would have it around like the two o'clock time. Two o'clock, okay. To see if it kind of gets you through that that time period. We're recording this podcast around <laughs> two o'clock. You're doing great. I, I should have, I, well, like I'm excited that like we're yeah. talking. So th- this will get me through, but I can't do a podcast every day at two o'clock. But this is, no. this is good to know. Mm-hmm. And then Katie, if you could just take me through a day meals, how many snacks, mm-hmm. any activity in between those snacks and treating patients, or just the fact that you're treating patients, that's activity enough? Well, I think treating patients definitely keeps you moving, but I think a lot of us hit that slump that you were talking about at two or three o'clock. I know I do. And a lot of times well, I used to you know, go reach for the coffee at that time. But now that I've kind of changed up my nutrition and have decreased my my need for caffeine that has also helped that afternoon time but everyone's different so you really have to kind of play around with what foods work for you like there's an experiment that I've done in the past and I recommend to people where every day of the week you you choose a different breakfast so maybe one day you choose a bowl of cereal and the next day you choose some eggs and bacon and the next day you choose granola with almond milk and some fruit on the side. And each day you see how long it takes you before you get hungry again. And it kind of helps you figure out like what food is going to fuel you and make you feel the best. And you kind of track like your digestion, how you feel mentally, physically. So that's something you could try to see what foods are working best for you. But I personally like a big breakfast. Okay. I really love eggs. Um, so eggs, some fruit, maybe a piece of toast or bacon. And then I try not to, I don't usually need a snack before lunch. I used to, but now I really don't need a snack. And at lunch, I tend to have a big salad. Sometimes I'll have a sandwich, but when I have a sandwich, I layer it with avocado, some healthy turkey breast. I don't do dairy, so there's no cheese on mine, but I like some lettuce, maybe tomato, add those veggies in there. Um, Instead of mayo, I'll put hummus on it to add that extra protein and flavor, make it more interesting. Um, So there's ways to have a sandwich and make it like really nutrient dense. So you can use the things that you like, but just adapt them to make them even better for you. And then are you doing any snacks between lunch and dinner? Yeah, I tend to have a snack around three or four o'clock and it might be some popcorn. I do love, I do love a bag of potato chips occasionally if I'm like treating myself or I'll buy, um, there's a couple brands that are a play on a potato chips, but they're healthier. So they are like grain free tortilla chips with, um, healthy dairy free flavorings, things like that. So I'll, I'll have those. 
um, or a piece of fruit. But I try and like stop snacking by five o'clock so that, you know, I have an appetite by the time I'm eating dinner. And then what time do you eat dinner? I eat around six for my kids. Okay. Now, do you have a cutoff when you stop eating during the day? Mm -hmm. When's the cutoff? Yeah. My cutoff is really after dinner. I like to have a 12-hour fasting period between when I have dinner and when I eat the next day. So I'm an early bird. I get up early and I eat usually like 6.30 or 7. So I need to be done eating by like 6.30 or 7 p.m. And then, you know, I'll have like tea and, and water in the evening, but I'm not really eating anything until the next morning. Well, thank you, Katie. We're, we're going to take a quick break, but... As we wrap this up, the key is those three balanced meals. Mm -hmm. And then what opened my eyes today, I think, is just the planning and prep. Yeah. So if you can tackle that, I think everything else kind of falls into place. Absolutely. Because if you don't plan and you don't prep, then the cookies and potato chips are that much more accessible. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I I don't have my nuts today, so I'll just have some (laughs) Cheetos. But if you plan, if you plan, that doesn't happen. You got it. All right, so let's take a break. And I've got a couple more questions for Katie Cooper when we return on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. So while we take a quick water break... I just want to let all Fox colleagues know this message going out specifically to Fox colleagues. Katie Cooper, she oversees our Live Well with Fox program, and she is holding a workshop next week, Wednesday, November 16th from 5 to 6 p.m. The topic is how to overcome stress this holiday season. Katie will be dropping knowledge just like she is right now on the Live Better Longer podcast. So if you are starting to get anxious and stressful about the holidays and you are a Fox colleague, sign up for this workshop next week, November 16th, How to Overcome Stress This Holiday Season. And if you do not work with Fox, bad news is you cannot attend this workshop. Good news is we're always looking for excellent physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech language pathologists, and exercise physiologists. So if you fit that description, please go to our career site, careers.foxrehab.org and find out about all of the amazing opportunities here at Fox Rehabilitation, including our Live Well with Fox workshops hosted by Katie Cooper. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am joined by Fox occupational therapist, Katie Cooper, who we determined today is our health coach on the Live Better Longer podcast. So since you are our health coach, question for you. Mm -hmm. People get into routines and then those routines will change. For example... Throughout the school year, I get into a routine where I take my kids to school, pick them up from school, and then summer hits and my routines are all out the window. So I'm not waking up as early. I'm not getting that early morning walk. And I would say for like a week to two weeks, I just feel kind of thrown off. 
I don't know if I would call it depressed, but I'm like, what's going on with me? And then I, I, I adjust to summer and then fall comes around and I'm waking up earlier again. I'm taking my kids to school. So health coach, Katie Cooper, <laughs> those two weeks of transitioning between seasons, like what's what's the best way to handle that or the best way to approach it? Well, I think approaching it with the knowledge that, that there is a transition and that's normal and you might feel off for those that week or two, but thinking, planning ahead, like what could you do to maintain the routine you had in the fall that you liked? Because you mentioned you enjoyed that morning walk. Yes. And so could you still get up and take a morning walk before your day starts? I could maybe, but the thing is... In the summer, the kids stay up a little bit later, which yeah. means I'm going to bed a little bit later, which mm -hmm. makes it harder to wake up earlier to get in that early morning walk. That's true. And so I personally, I try and keep my sleep schedule pretty consistent throughout the year. Okay. And I think that's good for kids too, to keep them on a similar schedule, but it is hard in the summer. Like there are more activities in the evening. It's lighter out. So that there is an adjustment period and you have to figure out what works best for, for your family and for yourself, but maybe you don't go to bed quite as late. So you can get up in the morning and take that walk and get that in to feel good before you start your day. I always end our summer by getting my kids back into like whatever schedule they're going to need in the fall. We start that maybe two weeks before um, it Ooh, happens. Two but weeks. That might be because my kids are younger and they need a little more time to adjust. Now, how old are your kids? Three and six. Okay. So sleep is important for everybody, especially kids, but, and it takes time to adjust. I do the same thing around the time change uh, when we have yes, like daylight okay. savings. Like a couple days beforehand, we're adjusting our, our schedule 15 minutes each day to like lead into that, to try and make the transition as smooth as possible. Cause it's hard for, on our bodies to change that routine. Yes. So the key to this entire podcast, it seems, is preparation. preparation. Do, you, do you have any yeah. advice on how to be best prepared? Is it just kind of going out and doing it and then it becomes habit? Yes, I mean, just kind of building habits really just takes time, right? And you just have to put in the effort to form that habit. I tell this to my patients all the time, like when you want to form a new habit, you have to do it like a lot, you know, 50, 100 times to really make it a habit where you're not even thinking about it anymore. So the more effort you put into practicing it and doing it, you know, consistently, the easier it's going to be in the long run. But it does take a lot of effort to make a new habit and to change your routine and the things you're doing every day. So just giving yourself that grace and that time. And not punishing yourself when it doesn't work. Like just, okay, I'm going to try better next time. Tomorrow is another day. Um, and then just trying to be consistent with whatever change you're trying to make. And that is why you are the official health coach of the Live Better Longer podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Katie, thank you for the time today. I appreciate it. I had so much fun. Thanks for having yes, me. Yes, don't be a stranger. We'll, we'll have you back on for the winter because I, I, I have a bunch of winter questions and <laughs> I, I get bummed out a lot in the winter too. Okay. So for Katie Cooper, my name is Jim Shear and we will see Yins later. Later.